Welcome to the Melanin Money Show with your host, George Atchampong and Carter Cofield. We're on a mission to decrease the wealth gap by $100 billion and in the process creating 100,000 new first generation millionaires. And we want you to be one of them. So listen to our show for weekly tips on personal finance, wealth building, and entrepreneurship as we help you navigate your journey to your first one million in net worth. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. And this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good, right? Today, we are exposing, could we say exposing? Exposing the the internet fraud, the internet gurus Mm -hmm. that we do. Internet gurus, financial gurus exposed. Financial gurus exposed, right? So just like y'all see it, we see it, right? We see there's no shortage of uh, oversimplified plays, people making it seem like it's so easy. Anybody can do it. I think the the way I would put it is selling the vacation, not the travel experience, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we thought it would be a great idea to talk about a few of the most prominent ones that we see in these internet streets and give you the context that has been missing, right? So if you've been wanting to know, if you've, been, if you've had your eye on a guru, you're like, it can't be that easy. You know, you know it's more to it, right? We're going to break down at least five of those today. We can't get to all of them. So if we miss some, y'all want to hear us do a part two, make sure on YouTube, in the comments. you mention in the comments, say, hey, look, can y'all do one on wholesaling? Can y'all do one on, like, let us know, right? And if it's something that we don't feel we're super versed in, we might even bring a guest to, to chime in on it as well. So let us know because there's, there's so many out there. So we can't touch them all, right? Let's start with the first one. I've been seeing this everywhere. Lord knows. Jesus Christ. Right? Business funding. Business Lord. funding. Right? Get the Lord. 50K play. You know what I'm saying? Walk in I'm going to say you had to get 50Ks in five days with no delay. Bro, right. <laughs> walk in the bank with no ID <laughs> to show your face and you're going to get 50 K. Man, you could be an immigrant and walk in his bank. No docs, no posts. You could right. bring, bring, bring your dead grandma here. She can get some money. Like, bro, if you bring her, you might get a hundred K. You know what I'm saying? So like, y'all now, and the funny part about this is we're obviously being funny. Right. But, but cause we have friends, we have, a handful yeah, of friends. Some of my closest friends are in the business credit space. Yeah, are, are in the space, right? But we wanted to do our job for everyone else that we see who's not doing the best job breaking down the, the, the truth, the realness behind these plays, all right? So when it comes to business funding, first and foremost, the number one prerequisite, number one prerequisite is that you have a business. That's the right. I know that sounds crazy. That's the first prerequisite, okay? Can I tell you the second one? The second prerequisite is that you have a plan for profitability, right? So it's like, okay, I got this business. I know that if I could get an additional 10K for inventory based upon the visits to my website and based upon the fact that people are keep saving it to their favorites or let me know when it's back in stock, if I could just get the inventory, I already know I'm gonna be straight, right? You gotta, you gotta, you, you have some... Proof. Now, nothing's foolproof. Business is one big game of risk after risk. So I'm not saying that you can't get business funding if you don't know exactly like how it's going to play out. All I'm saying is you at least better have a game plan, right? So for example, even if someone decides that they find a mentor, because that's, that's real popular now, right? If they find a mentor that they want to hire who has a mentorship, a mastermind program, and they want to get business funding because it's a qualified business expense to pay for that. What you might want to ask yourself is they probably have outlined the details of the program. Okay, well, how am I going to get the value? How am I going to get my return out of this? But don't ask them. 
ask yourself, right? How am I going to get the return out of this if I want to invest? Because if you can quantify that, then it could make sense. But if it's just like, I'm going to get in, I'm going to get in the room and by osmosis, I'm going to start making money. No, no, right? Pick the right mentor who can solve the right problem, who can get you to where you want to go and quantify it. And then ask yourself, do I believe enough in myself that I believe I'm going to get that return on investment, right? Absolutely. But if you just get business funding to get business funding, yeah. and you ain't got no business for real. What are we talking about? Yeah, and with, I'm not saying that you can't. That you, can, you, you can legitimately start a business today and go get business funding tomorrow. And, and you, they'll use your personal credit to back the business loan. We're not saying the gurus are, 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 are lying about the ability, but my thing is they're, they're oversimplifying it because now you got the money. What are you going to do? Right. Right. Like you can't just sit around giving kids gasoline in a forest fire. Mm. It's going to be a terrible idea. So like my thing is like, you, you know, Funding is cool, but what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Right? Like, how are you going to go? If you ain't put a dollar into your own business to see how that dollar works, then getting somebody else's money, throwing it in there, like, it's not going to just make it, it's not going to just work because of somebody else's money. Getting business funding is needed. I love to jumpstart your business and use other people's money instead of having to use your own savings. But, like, yo, test it out first. Right. And have a real plan. Plan. Because here's the thing, since this is the Melon and Money show, I can be real with y'all. Those are uh, our car- Caucasian counterparts out in Silicon Valley who can go get millions of dollars with a pitch deck and no proven business. You're not them. This ain't that, right? Mm-hmm. Right? You, me- you mess up your credit or you mess up and you um, aren't able to deliver on your promise or you do something wrong, you're not going to get no second chances, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who launched, who, who created WeWork and got, I think, hundreds of billions of dollars at this point. I think it was like over 130 bills, something crazy. Right. And he messed up the bag. He started a new started a new business and got money and got more funding. That ain't that ain't gonna be your story, player. Sis, mm-hmm. king, queen. I'm telling you right now, we don't get the same grace. And you just gotta, you gotta know that. You gotta accept that. And I'm not even saying that it's right that we don't get the get the same grace. I'm it's just been, letting you know the real. Facts. It might not be right, but it's real. But it's real, right? So you gotta be careful, you gotta be mindful, and most importantly, you gotta be intentional. So the takeaway from that is, like Carter said, the ability to do it, yes. We're not saying the guru is flat out lying on the internet, right? What they are doing is they're oversimplifying it. They're not giving the full context. So as a creator, I would like to see more context. I understand that like maybe you can't fit that in 90 seconds or maybe it's not as sexy. I would like to see more context from my creators, even if it's in the caption, right? I would like to see more context. As the consumer, I would like to see more personal responsibility and more mm-hmm. due diligence, Right. Because if you go get that funding and you don't know what to do with it because you didn't do your own due diligence, don't start screaming scam now. Right. Nobody swiped that car but you. So Mm -hmm. I would like to see more personal responsibility. Right. So it's on both ends. I'm not so we're not attacking the gurus. We're also lovingly letting our our, our consumers know to be more conscious. Right. Ask the right questions and ask yourself, is this right for me before you just get make an emotional decision. Yeah, because we, we're seeing it from both sides, right? We're consumers and content creators. And like, as a content creator, y'all are grown. You know what I'm saying? Y'all right. are grown men and women out there. It is your job to vet the person and your job to vet the strategy. Have you ever been chilling on your couch and you were maybe trying to find something to watch on TV, whether it's Netflix, or Hulu, Amazon Prime, Stars. I mean, there's so many streaming services nowadays, right? Um, maybe you've already binge watched that favorite series and it's over and you're just trying to find something else to watch. 
But imagine if you spent that energy trying to find creative and impactful content that can help you level up your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks, which is a complete library of past workshops and masterclasses where you can learn different topics across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship on your journey towards your first 1 million in net worth. So head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about financial flicks as well as all the other great features that you can find inside of our Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. As a content creator, I cannot sit on Instagram and YouTube all day long, giving you all the ins and outs of everything I say, right? Because I, I'm here to give you, the, I'm here to open your eyes, but it's right. your job to keep the vision and dig deeper, right? Because the GME you talked about offline, like as a content creator, we suffer from trying to give education, but having to grab attention, right? Mm, yep. We, I might make a 60 minute IG live post about every single part about the strategy. It might only get a thousand views, right? But if I go on Shade Room, I'll see a, a millions of views on something that nobody should be caring about. So as right. content creators, we are trying to hook you with a, a attention or a caption to get your attention to be able to give you right. the education. And it sucks that some of our captions or our intros have to be so extravagant just to get yeah. your just to get your attention for thirty seconds. You know what I'm saying? Big fact. So 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 y'all have to you know maybe change what it what entertains you right or change like because at the end of the day this we we ain't we ain't the first content creators right like. Sex sales been a thing since uh, magazines, since whatever, right? And so I'm saying sex, but what I'm saying essentially is something that's flashy, something that's provocative, right? It, that has always been the thing. And so, you, so why has it been a thing? Because that's where your attention is. So the the marketing people are just looking at the analytics. Why would we break something that's working? If y'all, if y'all, same thing with rap music. I'm man, the rappers keep talking about killing and shooting and running up a bag and spinning up a block and shooting somebody twenty times. And, are you or take? Well, y'all keep downloading the music. <laughs> what you expect? You you think future gonna stop making the music? You think like yeah, money flows where attention goes. Mm -hmm. So that's where as consumers, y'all gotta realize how much power y'all have, right? If y'all started watching, I'm not saying y'all should, but if y'all start watching or giving as much attention to people who just come on and give straight game facts, sauce. They don't have to talk about, do lifestyle marketing. They just sit in front of their desk. They get the same energy as someone who had to hop out the Lambo just to get your attention, right? Then maybe we would see a shift, right? Mm -hmm. And so y'all have, to, again, it's, 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 it's a dual, for every action, there's an opposite but equal reaction. At the end of yeah, the day- some, it's some, So it's, it's, it's both sides. Some gurus do take it too far. For sure. Some take it too far. So what's, what's, what's the next we're going to talk about? This one was good. Um, the G right offs. Oh, the GWAC. Yeah. So this, this, this is me, right? So I'll take full, I'll take this on for both sides. So when the first time I saw somebody post about the GWAC and tax deduction strategy, the real had 10 million, 10 million, right? Mm -hmm. So what that taught me, I'm like, yo, this is what people want to hear about. This is what people want to see. And the like the auto deduction strategy is nothing new. It's been enhanced right. since the last tax changes. It's not, but it's nothing really new. But right. the moment somebody threw a G wagon in front of it, everybody wanted to learn about it. Yeah. So, so, so real quick, who was? Do you remember who it was? I don't remember who it was. I okay. think it was. I forgot who, but it was, it was ten million views, bro. I, I, I remember. I'm like, yo, 
You know what I'm saying? So as a content creator, I now know that if I want to teach you a strategy that I know benefits you and a strategy that I know that 80% of Americans are missing out on, if I want to get it to the masses, I need to throw the G-Wagon in front of it to get your attention to learn about, right? So from a content creator, I was like, you know, this is obviously what works. And I did it. And guess what? It works, right? It got the people's attention. You know, voila, it worked. Now, yeah. on the flip side of that, me, I've gotten flack for, well, why are you telling people to buy a G-Wagon? I never told anybody to buy a car they can't afford, right? Right. I never tell anybody to buy a car that can afford, but I want you to learn to play, right? Like, I want you to understand that if you got a Toyota Camry, right? If you got a Ford Focus, if you got a Ford F-150, you can take advantage of this strategy. I, we, just, you know, it, we just have to put the G-Wagon in front of it to grab your attention. Now, I promise you, if I did the same post with the Ford F-150 or Ford Fiesta, nobody would <laughs> Not the Fiesta, though. Ford, if, I did, if I did the same post, with a Ford Fiesta, nobody would care. Are you an aspiring first generation millionaire who's looking to march towards their first one million in net worth? If you are, then I strongly encourage you to consider joining the Melanin Millionaires Club. Inside the Melanin Millionaires Club, you're gonna get access to a complete library of elective courses that will help you navigate towards your journey of your first one million in net worth. You're gonna receive access to My Wealth Health, which is a dashboard that allows you to track your financial progress in real time. You're gonna get access to live workshops and masterclasses, and you're gonna get access to our past library recording of all of our masterclasses and workshops called Financial Clicks. Not to mention, you're gonna receive access to our flagship feature called Pocket Advisor, where you get access to a financial coach in real time. This is by far one of my favorite features of the platform, and there's so much more. All you have to do to learn more is go to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to see how you can take advantage of all these benefits and become a first generation millionaire. See you inside the club. And so right. it puts content creators in this weird space of trying to entertain, but trying to educate at the same time. And right. it's it's not easy. Now let's speak. He's 100% accurate. But, but to his point about the content creators, now here is where it is flat out wrong, right? Where it's flat out wrong is if you have not, here's, here's the measuring stick for creators across the board, this across the board. If you have not ran that play yourself, okay? If you have not ran that play, if you're not actually doing it yourself, please leave that out of your marketing plan. If it's a, if you could, you could do this or you could pay your kid, like, you know how many content creators? Now, if you don't have kids, it's different, right? Yeah. Like, it's cool. But if you have kids and you're giving the play on, you can, it can work for you and you can do this, and you not doing it, what, do you, what are we talking about? Mm -hmm. what, what are we talking about? Like, so there has to be a level of integrity. If you haven't ran that play yourself, cool. There's a lot, like talk about the ones that you have done or the mm -hmm. ones that you are work, working towards and wait before you talk about the other ones so that you can, because here's the thing that I realize as an advisor, the whole reason why content create, like this content creation wave is so spectacular is because finally, finally people who actually are doing it, you can learn from them direct. That's the draw. 
But when people got in the space and was like, oh, nah, nah, I'm going to just buy his course. I'm going to go through it. And now I'm going to teach it. But I ain't really running these plays. That's where the waters got muddy. I'll be the first one to tell you that packaging up your intellectual property to impact way more people than you ever could in a service-based business is one of the the best things you could do. It's actually selfish to not do it. Mm -hmm. Where it gets tricky is if you haven't done it and you're not really living that lifestyle, but you're marketing it to attract people to sell something. That's where I draw the line. That is where I draw the line, period. Absolutely. There should be a go-to rule of content creation. If you have the ability to run the play, you haven't ran it yet, you can't teach it until you run. That will help out this space so much more than what we we are currently in. And for the the sake of argument, I went and bought, I didn't buy a G-Wagon, bought a a Lamborghini truck, and I wrote off $240,000 of the value of the car. And right. I shot content around me doing it so that I can prove to you all that I did it. Like, and me and my partner, um, me and my homie Carlton was talking about doing it. Like, should we buy the Lamborghini, bro? And when it was between, when it was doing, when it was doing the pros and cons, my thing was yes, because now it gives us the authority to talk. Right? Mm. Like, I was, it was, yeah, yeah it, it, made, it made sense on the paper. But when it came to the final answer, it was yes, bro. Because now we are going to be the only gurus who can talk about it, but actually right. have the receipts to show that we did it. Um, and we just talk, remember just offline, we're not gonna talk about it on this podcast because it's too it's too much of a play um, yeah. to break down here. But we we literally just talked about that last night. It's like, we gonna start like just, y'all can pull up on us, right? Like, so 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 that way we can separate ourselves from the riffraff, right? Yeah. This is the Ivy League on this side, right? It's like, literally, yeah. this is the play. I'm not just Googling something. You can literally touch it, feel it, it's, see it's it. It's parked outside or you're sitting in the building. Like You're right. sitting in the, you're sitting inside of the play. Right. Right. So content creators, can we can we do that? Right. Can we do that? Can we the measuring stick be, hey, give the play, but just make sure you ran the play. And that will keep you honest. Right. That'll actually force you to continue to go acquire more information, do more execution, which will actually give you more to talk about and make you more of an authority. Yeah. Side note, shout out to our near and dear friend, Ellie Talks Money. I never get the phone conversation we had. She was like about to buy her fourth Airbnb property like four months. I'm like, yo, Ellie, like, like I'm telling him, like, Ellie, if you reinvest this money back into your business, you'll make so much more money than spending money on these Airbnb properties. Her response was, Carter, I want to teach Airbnb to my community. And I refuse to teach something I have not thoroughly done. You have my respect. You have my respect, sis. I respect that. Um, but now, again, I want to debunk the myth. So we, we talked about the G-Wagon myth, but we want to break it down. So real, just real quick, Y'all, um, so the, the thing about this, it works whatever car you have. If you have right. a $50,000 vehicle, then if, and it weighs over 6,000 pounds, you get to write off 80% of that $50,000 vehicle. Whatever 80% of $50,000 is, maybe about $35,000, $38,000, that's your deduction. So whether the car just costs $50,000 or if the cost a car costs $250,000, they both work, but do not buy a car that you can't afford just to save money on taxes. That is what we call hustling backwards. Could you imagine having a financial coach that at any given time, you could ask your questions in real time from a real expert and get real advice? To be honest, Pocket Advisor is the flagship feature, in my opinion, of the Melanin Millionaires Club. And when I originally created this platform, for those of you who may not know this, Pocket Advisor was actually the name in the primary feature back in 2021. 
But when I rebranded to the Melanin Millionaires Club, I knew that no matter what we added or changed, Pocket Advisor had to stay because we have democratized financial advice by giving you access to a real financial expert in real time. There is no other financial education platform that you'll find something like this that's actually backed by a financial advisor. One of the top 100 in the nation, I might add. So if you're looking to get financial education in your pocket in real time, head over to melaninmoney.com forward slash join to learn about Pocket Advisor, as well as all the other great benefits and features that you can find as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Can't wait to see you inside. Okay, so like I never exactly. said anything, but I know I've done. I'm saying it here now. Do not buy a car that you can't afford just to save money on taxes. Yep, that that's playing yourself. Okay, big bags. And what's crazy is some people were telling people to get business funding to get the car, right? Like get your business funding, liquidate the car, get the car. You got the car without none of your own money. I ain't yeah. hear nothing about a, 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 cert, a business, a product, a service, or nothing. Like, yo, so your first purchase on the business is going to be with business funding to, to buy get a car. car that you're trying to write off, but you ain't got no income to write off in the first place. What do we talk about? But y'all, but, but y'all be, y'all love them. Ooh, how can I do it? What's the, so as a consumer, and we'll move on to the next point, you got to ask yourself, why am I so excited by these shiny balls? And, and why, why am I trying to skip the work, right? Mm -hmm. Why am I trying to do the thing that like, seems easier versus being willing to commit to the process to where these types of things can make sense. You got to ask yourself those questions too. Again, we're going to ask the creators to give more context and be more honest and be more transparent and give the details. You got to ask yourself some questions too, right? Like, why am I, why am I even entertained by it? Like, what, like, why am I trying to skip the process when I know I'm, I'm, I shouldn't be buying a $250,000 car? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself that question, right? So let's move on to one that I know y'all have heard of. Because I've been in the financial services industry for almost 12 years at this point. So I know y'all heard of this one. And my tweet, Twitter went crazy when I tweeted it. I said, if I see one more person talking about using life insurance as their own bank and the, uh, and the cash value compounding at 10%, right, while they're buying another asset, if, if your life insurance policy had cash value that was compounding at 10%, who the hell would invest in the stock market? Because it's, because it's guaranteed, right? So like, it doesn't even sound correct. So let's break this down. Because this is one that just makes my I'm skin crawl. I'm leaving this for you, bro. This, this was all you. I had mine. This is all you, bro. Okay, so look, check it, right? So for those of you who don't know, uh, I actually got my insurance license before I got my financial advisor license. So I am no stranger to understanding insurance, selling insurance. I've been there. I've done that. I sell more insurance on accident than your favorite life insurance producer does full time. Okay, so I understand insurance. And let me also say that, yes, the strategy, the concept is possible. But there is a lot of steps to make it make sense that don't line up with the way that it's marketed. Number one, when you have a life insurance policy, a portion of your premiums can go to cash value. Almost none of the policies are designed in a way where most of the premiums are going towards cash value. Now, why is that problematic, right? Based upon the way it's explained. Because even if you borrow money from your policy, in order to keep the policy going, you can never miss a premium payment, right? You can never miss a premium payment. So, so yeah, you're contributing a small portion towards cash value, but if you have a, you have to have a big enough policy for to, for it to even make sense. So now you you spending fifteen hundred dollars a month on a whole life insurance policy where three hundred dollars best case scenario. I'm being generous. 
a month of a month is going towards cash value. But guess what? The other twelve hundred. Other twelve hundred, right, is a premium going towards the cost of insurance that you can never stop. And your insurance policy will lapse. On the contrary, the one that I advocate for, an investment account, right? I could throw a thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, never make another contribution, and borrow relative to the value of the account, right? My ability to borrow or leverage my like my investment account isn't predicated upon me making contributions to the account every month, right? So that's the first thing that's problematic. The second thing is the compounded rate is more like four percent, okay? And yes, you you can get that, but the you're going to also get an interest rate when you borrow against the value of whatever your cash value is, right? Whatever you did accumulate, you're going to get an interest rate. And if it's only compounding at about 4%, right? And you have an interest rate of, let's just call it 4 to 5%, you do the math. I don't have to go too deep here, right? So unless you've identified an asset that you're going to invest in that's going to really outpace the interest that you have to pay, right? Because you're not earning that much on the interest, plus the uh, interest that you have to pay on the loan, then it just does it's not going to make sense for the average person. It isn't. So is the strategy possible? Yes. I'm not saying that you can't do it. I've done it. I have clients that have done it. It is possible. But it is not as easy as most people make it out to be. Um, it just isn't. And the returns that they're saying isn't aren't true. It just aren't true. So for my become your own bank life insurance salesman out there, everybody needs life insurance. Okay, I get it. But can we please be more transparent about how it works? And these policies also have fees too beyond the premiums. Can we also be very clear about how it works and be more honest about who is a good fit for? Because most people that are interested in it, they probably can afford like a two, maybe two, three hundred dollar a month premium. Maybe my, my, thing is this, my thing is this: How are you going to use life insurance to become your own bank when you ain't got money in a real bank account at your bank? Like I don't get that. Become your own bank. You ain't got no money in your regular bank. You go try to set up your own bank account. That that kills me, right? right? Like if you if you can't put money in a regular bank and keep it there, you should not even be thinking about becoming your own bank because you can't even get the first part right. You know what that's I'm saying? That's a fact. That's a fact, right? Like that's that's the tweet. That's the bar, yeah. right? It's like you worry about becoming because it sounds good. You yeah. worry about becoming your own bank and you literally ain't got money in your own bank account for real. Yeah. Right now, if you just not now on the contrary, if you are a super successful executive, working professional, entrepreneur, you've maxed out your retirement plan, you maxed out your IRA, uh, you got real estate, like I, you you trying to find places to put money. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Maybe let's 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 entertain it, right? But if you if you trying if you barely are consistently contributing to a savings account and you're not even investing money, what are we talking about? And that's all we're saying. There's a hierarchy here. Has yeah. that person done the basics? If they haven't checked the box on the basics, we probably shouldn't be telling them about infinite banking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, like it's a society thing. Like, you know, all the kids want to run in the gym and pull up from from half court like Steph Curry. But they they can't they they can't make a shot for three feet in front of the rim. But they try to pull up from 40. You know what I'm saying? Like, chill, fam. It's that. And when you get there, it's going to be amazing for you. It's going to be amazing. Let me tell you something. The, the G-Wagon strategy is amazing for the people that can run it. It's right. a, like when, we, when you get there, you can afford it. You go like, oh, this makes sense. If you ain't there yet, baby, you ain't there yet. And it's, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay it, because it's the thing. You're going to rob yourself of the joy that you experience when you get there. And that's, and that's just across the board. Like, there's no future in front, right? So I remember one time I was with a friend and I was with a, in the gym with a friend who was just starting his workout journey. And, you know, like the little, 
like the Olympic rings where you can do like muscle ups on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done one of those in a long time, but at the time I could do those. Mm-hmm. And I did just did, did one. He's like, that's crazy, bro. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put a box right here. Now I'm gonna jump up and just snap the picture. Like just snap it real quick. Uh, so I can get that pick off. I was like, I said, bro, no, first and foremost, I'm not taking that picture. I was like, and it's going to rob you of the joy of when you actually come in here day after day to actually be able to do it. Right. So stop robbing yourself of the future joy of the journey that you're taking to earn the lifestyle that you want. Shout out to earn your leisure. Right. Like you like you have to do the work because it's so much more sweet when you know that you did it. Right. Again, while we're on it, for my people with the filters and the angles um, and the Photoshop on your on your body pictures, right? It's like, okay, cool. Well, you do realize you got to eventually go outside, first and foremost, right? But second, <laughs> you know it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while. And that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, The Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. When your body actually does look like that and you do the work, all the compliments that you got, yes, sis, waist snatch, what waist? Like They're not going to feel the same because you've got it on a fake picture. So when you actually made it, it's like, damn, well, they was telling me that six months ago. Yeah. So cool just enjoy the journey sit back do the work i love it i love it man i love it i love it that that, that was that was a good one that that, that life insurance was killing me um, bro it's another like you said i mean you said it all at the last point like you you ain't even got money in your regular bank we talk about uh, like what are we what are we saying like it's that's crazy that's it that's that's period that, that's my new question when someone asks me do you think i should do uh become my own bank real, real quick if, if i provide you a real answer i'm gonna just need some context how much money you have in the bank right now oh, i got 333 dollars in my and my check clears on friday no sweetheart no you do not need to focus on your regular bank first then we can talk right i'm not even going to explain anymore that's going to be my lead in and if i don't hear a number that makes me perk up a little bit then i'm not i'm not going further i'm not even wasting my breath all right, let's move on to the next one. Um, this one will be pretty quick, actually. LLC everything. Like, I feel like now, yeah, we do need LLCs for our business, but I feel like people are just like making LLCs to be the, the end all be all. Like, you get yourself an LLC. <laughs> you uh, walk the- get yourself an LLC. You can own NBC, right? <laughs> hey, shout out to bro. That, that, that was the goal. That was one of the funniest things. That was the golden reel of the year last year, man. That, that, yeah. he, he got me with that. That was one. hilarious. Yeah. So I don't have too much to elaborate on this one because we talk so much about funding, but basically it's really simple, right? Should the average person have some type of business structure to separate the liability from themselves? A hundred percent, right? That makes sense. But do know this, um, an LLC, a pretty website, um, graphics, whatever, like all, none of that really matters. What you really need to focus on is have I really vetted out that I have a viable business idea, right? Um, I've created some, at least a business model. I don't say a business plan. Business plans are a little dated, but some type of business model where I've identified that I'm the right person to start this thing. And I do believe based upon my expertise or information that I've learned that I can make money here. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've, we've at least at least established that. I'm okay with you getting your LLC. Yeah. I just don't want you to think that the LLC, like getting the LLC is, is the path to generational wealth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, bought, I just bought so-and-so an LLC. Okay. What are you going to do with it? I just got my daughter LLC for Christmas. And what's the punchline? <laughs> what's the punchline? 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, yeah. that's all. I, I don't really have much on that, but it's just like yeah. LLC is not the end all be all. Yeah, and, and as, let me, as the accountant, let me, let me let me step in here. So when you have six LLCs, let's say you got an LLC for this, you got three business ventures and none of them made any money. You got three LLCs for them. Then you want to put your child in the LLC. They ain't got a business yet. And then you want to go put the car. You just got an LLC. Let me tell you something. For every LLC you have, you're going to have renewal fees for every LLC. Meaning you have to renew each LLC every single year. And if you live in a state like California, not only do you got to pay the renewal fees, you have to pay a franchise fee of $800 per LLC. So if you want to have five LLCs in California, good luck. You're going to have to pay, what, that $40,000, I mean, $4,000 a year just to maintain them. Not to mention, you're going to need to do bookkeeping for each LLC. Now you got to hire a bookkeeper to keep the pro, to keep the profit and loss statements for each LLC. So now you got to pay a bookkeeper for each LLC. You got to pay to renew each LLC. And then if you have a state that has a, you know, a high fees like California, you got to pay for all that. You have all these LLCs not doing nothing with them. They're costing you for bookkeeping. They're costing you for tax returns. You have to file the taxes too. And then they're costing you from a renewal standpoint. Is that what you want? It might be costing you more in LLCs than it costs you to run your business. So that is my final say on like LLC. Just make, get them when they make sense. Now, I don't know what the next one is, but I got to hit this one, bro. It's, 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 it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be funny if it's the same thing. I bet it's the same thing. Go for it. Okay. This thing, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's happened with our people lately, but this trust thing for everything. Yo, is it, that was it, 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 it. Put it the camera. Can you see it? Can you see it? the trust right there? The notes? That was it. Yo. Bro, bro. Oh my God. Bro, bro. I, the, the, people, the holding company with the Wyoming the, trust and then the, uh, the, the offshore Bahamas. Uh, so they can't get to your money in the Caymans. And then you do yeah. the three LLCs that roll up to the parent company. Nick, Bro, what? What are we doing? Y'all, hey, here's the thing. Hey, we won't gotta go hard. We won't gotta go hard on this. You're trying to protect your assets, but you ain't got no money yet. No assets. You ain't you ain't gonna you 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 gonna get a trust to put what in the trust? You gonna put the LLC in the trust that also ain't got no money? Like what do we do? Now we got to pay somebody $500 or $1,000 to set up and manage the trust. You got to pay California $800 to set up and maintain your LLC. You go do all this and ain't no money coming in. Y'all killing me. Y'all, listen, and uh-huh. the, the deeper lesson in this is that, again, you got to ask yourself, right? It's like, all you're doing is avoiding the real work, right? Like you get attracted to these things that feel like I did something. Oh, I got this holding company and trust set up. I got my LLC. I got funding. The real work is building a real business. Donald, click that up. You know what I'm saying? Like the real work is doing a real business. And you all this advanced stuff, all is all is doing is like, ooh, like it's it's attracting you and distracting you from the thing that you need to focus on most, right? Sales. Right. You're afraid to pick up the phone. You're afraid to send an email. You're afraid to create the content. That's what you need to focus on. Because guess what? If it ain't no money coming in, it, none of it matters. I don't care. Like, I don't like it. You know, nothing else matters. We're going to be real. Right. It's a nonprofit at that point. And even <laughs> at least they get donations. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all we're really saying is, look, technically speaking, everything we've talked about so far has its has its use case in the right season, in the right context. But the way that the content creators typically talk about it uh, typically is oversimplified. And the way that the consumers are typically attracted to it is before it even makes sense. Like, you know, you know your to-do list. Why are you worried about a trust and a holding company 
and you you ain't even finished your ebook. You ain't even uh, you ain't you you ain't haven't uh, had no sales call for your for your service based business. You haven't finished the design for the merch on your like how how could you ever think that those things make sense to address when you haven't done that right? Like so when you haven't just done the basics. So again, consumers got to take some responsibility on your priorities mm-hmm. and creators. Let's give the context. Hey, this is a great strategy. If your business is once your once your business is making over X, Y, and Z or whatever the parameters are, this will be a great thing for you to consider. Not let me set this up for you and you ain't made no money yet. Mm-hmm. You know what and, I'm saying? And, and and you know some of the, some of the gurus know that they know like like you know I want I, I, you gonna pay me two thousand dollars to set this up they want the bag they don't care what you got on the back end like right. and like you said the best y'all we have to we have to focus on the things that's not sexy first I know it ain't sexy start start setting up the business I know it ain't sexy going out and to networking events to find clients I know it ain't sexy picking up the phone cold call but like that's what you need to do. because yes a trust is a, is a great thing to set up a trust is an amazing asset protection tool when you have assets right you feel me when you have that like ironically enough earlier this week uh for some business stuff that carter and i was working on y'all see don't worry about that we went we had a really detailed conversation with an attorney about structure right because that is relevant to us right and we wanted to make sure that we were doing things the right way the right time but even in that conversation we were still aiming for simplification we weren't like, nah, bro. We want the the three sixty trust. Can, can you can you, you sure you can't put it in Wyoming? Because um, you know they said if you put it. Some, some points in that conversation, he said, yeah, that would make sense when y'all get there. And we're like, okay, cool. When we get right. there, we'll revisit the conversation because we understand there's beauty and simplicity, right? Exactly. There's beauty and simplicity. And again, when we need to set up the backdoor Cayman Island trust, when, when, when we are at that nine figures. Right. I'm going to enjoy setting it up because I know I need it. Big facts. Because every action, there's an opposite but equal reaction. Like Carter said, you can set it up, but remember, there's going to be a cost associated with that, right? That, that meeting with that attorney wasn't free. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, these things have a cost. So when it makes sense to do it and it ranks high on the priority list, then yes, we can do it. All right. Last but not least, I can't leave out my real estate professionals, my real estate pros. And the oversimplification of I bought money with bought a property with no money down, was able to get in the deal, blase, blase, blase. Burr, flip, cash out, refi, took the bag, bought three more properties. Bam. Really? We're not gonna get the whole story about termites, tenants, right? And all the other stuff that comes to real estate. We're not gonna get the whole story that, like, yeah, technically you could probably get somebody else's money, but you it's probably they're only giving you the money because you have a proven track record and being able to run and manage rental properties or like not we're gonna just leave all that out. Come on, mm-hmm. right? Real estate of all of them, right, need as much context as possible. Yeah, and uh shout out to MG, man. Um, he's you know, he, he had this tweet, bro. It like hit me, and I know I saved it, it hit me so hard. Some girl asked him in the crowd, like, should we use other people's money to buy our our, our deal, our first rental, rental property deal? He said, no, don't <laughs> use other people's money to try and to try and maybe make something happen. He said, if you don't pay these people back, I'm from New York. These people will come find you. Right. If you want to source these people's money and put it into a deal and deals falls through, you might not be around long enough to get your next deal. Mm. Like, don't play with these people's money. If you ain't did this yourself, so like I think his overall, we won't have to be real estate over, we won't have to beat over the head. We you know we can hit this softly, but overall, 
I am happy. I am more happy than not that this information is getting distilled to our people. I am happier that is getting distilled in a way that it might be clickbait or might not be the whole story so that our eyes are being open. I'm more happy that that's happening than it's not happening. Me too. But now that it's, it's been happening for about three years, like after COVID really got people to sit down and think about financial literacy. Right. And now financial literacy in the black culture is no longer um, a taboo topic for the most part. Right. Now Facts. that on the forefront is now our job to add some more responsibility to it. Big facts, right? So whatever your profession is, whatever you teach on, whatever you create, just be honest. And I, we don't have a lot of time to, to go into many other topics, but I do want to also mention my stock traders, right? Come on, like, let's be real. Y- y'all posting the, the profit screenshots. I know it really goes down behind scene, behind the scenes. Hey, no, we, we have to run this back, bro. This episode title was too good. And when we do it again, we got, we got to do it in person because I want the clips to be so when we do our next in-person episode it's going to be part two so yeah, that's the, as, as i'm as we're wrapping up i'm thinking there's a couple of other really big ones that i want yeah. to touch on so so y'all if y'all love this episode make sure y'all let us know in the comments because so that we can bring back a part two uh i'm just glad we were able to like get this context out here because y'all y'all know what y'all see it is it is wild wild west out here and we want to make sure that our consumers uh, can start being more diligent about the decisions that they're making and our creators can be more thoughtful and intentional about the content that they create. So until next time, guys, we'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. We hope that this episode was inspiring and gave you some tangible nuggets that you can walk away with and implement in real time. If you found this episode valuable, please like, subscribe, share, and consider leaving a review of this episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Until next time.